0: You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, February 22nd. In honor of the recent President's Day holiday, here's some presidential trivia for you. George Washington delivered his first regular annual message to a joint session of Congress, what we now call the State of the Union Address, in January of 1790. But beginning in 1801, Thomas Jefferson decided that appearing in person was too much like the British monarch's address to Parliament, so he began sending written annual messages. This precedent stuck until Woodrow Wilson revived the practice of presenting the message to Congress in person in 1913. Now, if Thomas Jefferson had the ability to give his messages via Zoom, he may have changed his mind about the whole ordeal. Speaking of which, we have a few virtual opportunities to interact with leadership happening this week. The IT Services All Hands meeting will be taking place tomorrow, February 23rd at 11 a.m. Check your inbox for the calendar invite and Zoom information. And continuing the presidential theme of this intro, UC President Drake will be holding a virtual UC Town Hall on Friday, February 24th at 11.30 a.m. President Drake will share opening remarks and then answer questions pre-submitted by UC staff. More information can be found on the Blink homepage under Events. And speaking of President Drake, he just released a video all about Process Palooza. Did you see it? You can check it out on the official Process Palooza YouTube page right now. Not only is he encouraging your registration, but he's talking about how the skills and opportunities learned at Process Palooza are central to our mission as a university system so check that out what i would like to ask all of you today though is to consider heading over to processpalooza.ucsd.edu to sign up to become a competitor you just need a yellow belt but if you have a green belt that's great too if you have a black belt holy cats why haven't you signed up already we need competitors for the great innovate In my view, this is one of the coolest, if not the coolest part of Process Palooza. It is the chance where a number of teams receive an actual business process improvement to work on and improve in real time, in front of the audience, all to see which process improvement is crowned the winner by our judges. But most important, The winners and any participant in this really will absolutely be noticed by peers and leadership alike. It's a great opportunity. I should know I was a competitor back in 2018. So yes, go sign up, become a competitor in the great innovate of 2023, processpalooza.ucsd.edu. And now onto this week's interview over to Todd Anderson.
1: Hello, podcast world, Todd Anderson, communications specialist here at the mic. Today, I am joined by Sophia Nastrala. Sophia, welcome to the pod and how are you doing today?
2: Good morning, Todd. I'm doing very well. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for dropping by. So to start us off, Sophia, what is your role and how long have you been with UC San Diego?
2: Yeah, so I am a senior executive recruiter. I, I report into Central HR, but I exclusively support ITS. And I have been here about five and a half years now.
1: Awesome. So prior to working at UCSD, uh, what was your background? And, and how did you land in HR working with IT services?
2: Yeah, so um, before coming to UCSD, I worked as an uh, IT recruiter for an agency or for a couple of agencies, I okay. guess, and my career began at HireCloud, which is a boutique recruiting firm in Los Angeles, where I had I had the privilege, really, of working along alongside two very exceptional mentors who taught me everything um, I needed to know about IT recruitment, sales, overcoming objections in the recruitment process. Mm-hmm. After a few years there, about four, and a, almost four years, uh, my fiance, now husband, landed a great job in San Diego. And so I left Higher Cloud after, yeah, about four years and joined another firm here in San Diego, another boutique firm called Via Technical. Okay. And um, I was there for about, I guess about a year and a half. And really got to know the San Diego market. And then, yeah, after some time, I really, I was not actively looking or seeking new opportunities, uh-huh. Uh but I received a message from a recruiter here at UCSD, which eventually led to my recruitment into the university. And I'm very grateful that I took the chance and joined UCSD.
1: Interesting. So how is that experience as a recruiter yourself having somebody turn around and reach out to you? <laughs> I feel like that would be kind of like an inception moment to be on the other end of things.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, I was I mean, I'm used to getting um, you know, good recruiters or I mean recruiters in general are definitely in demand. So I'm used to getting messages. and uh, so that wasn't new, but right. I really hadn't uh, considered. Uh, joining you know a big institution like UC San Diego and but I just you know I thought might as well open the door and see what it's all about I really wasn't even expecting to be as impressed as I was and um, yeah so it was it was interesting and um, yeah I'm glad that I glad that I went through with it.
1: Awesome. Okay. So back to your role. So your role is quite a bit more involved than just regular talent support.
2: Yes. Can you
1: elaborate on why that is and like what the the biggest challenges for IT services in the recruitment process are?
2: Yeah. So recruiting top IT talent in particular is, is really a challenging task that cannot typically be achieved by simply posting and advertising job openings. So I think recognizing this, my role as uh, basically an internal agency type recruiter was was created to proactively seek out and engage potential candidates. So in my role, I, I conduct interviews with every candidate that I recruit, as well as applicants who appear to meet the necessary qualifications that apply to Our positions. So I I work to kind of sell both the position and the university to the candidates and guide them through the recruitment process. I remain in very close contact with them, addressing um, any concerns and questions that they might have. I am also responsible for educating hiring managers about salary expectations and the overall offer process. Um, okay. I do prefer that hiring managers extend offers to candidates themselves. Yeah, uh, but I will occasionally do, do this myself for, for whatever reason. I also do reference checks to you know make sure that the candidates are a good fit for the position. And yeah, I mean, my goal is to really ensure that the recruitment process is as smooth and efficient as possible and that we kind of attract and retain the best it talent available but I, I think the biggest difference about my position as opposed to you know re- regular talent support is that i'm actively you know, recruiting candidates and talking ah. to people that aren't um aren't actively applying to our positions and kind All of right. trying to convince them to apply yeah okay i can yeah
1: So are these uh, these people are across the country, across the world? uh, Are are you kind of like seeking specific types of candidates out and then engaging in that process?
2: Yeah, good question. So I will be typically the way that it works is I'm I get assigned certain positions and they're usually MSP level harder, you know, kind of usually are harder to fill positions. They're not exclusively MSP level positions because Obviously all of our positions are hard to fill, but typically those are the ones that I get assigned. Unfortunately, because it's, it's just me, I can't take on every single position through executive recruitment. I wouldn't yeah. fill any of them if I had to focus on all 30 or 40 plus openings that we have <laughs> at a time. Um, so I, I usually have a fairly small amount between five and six positions that I'm actively recruiting on at any one given time. Okay. Okay. And it depends on the position whether or not that it's allowed to be fully remote okay. uh, The university and this is, I believe it's University of California policy. Um, we only allow for remote work within the United States so unfortunately like outside of the United States we don't um, allow for any remote work and I think it's a security issue. Sure, from my understanding but. Yeah, for positions that we that are able to be fully remote, um, and that if the hiring managers are okay with being fully remote, we, we we do do a lot of our recruitment nationwide.
1: Okay, and has so do you think that's changed uh, like a more acceptability or emphasis on remote in these higher level positions since COVID stuff, or is there still a focus on getting these candidates to move out here and work in person in San Diego?
2: Well, I, with most of my positions, yeah, I'm seeing definitely more of an acceptance towards remote work. I think the pandemic huh. was a very successful forced experiment for us, and yeah. we can see that we're able to continue to be very successful in a In a remote environment. Now, of course, this isn't possible for all of our positions. Some of our positions are very much required to be on site for various reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have been seeing more of a trend towards um, towards that acceptance, especially um, you know, given the cost of living in San Diego. Yeah, it's uh, it's really helped to open up and possibilities for um, for for attracting talent into the department.
1: Awesome. Okay, and so interwoven into the recruitment process is an emphasis on EDI, which is equity, diversity, and inclusion. So how does that guide the recruitment process and the decisions that you make throughout the process?
2: Yeah, so equity, diversity, or EDI are are Mm -hmm. absolutely fundamental values within ITS, and we take them very, very seriously before posting any job opening, we we review the affirmative action goals for that position. And then when we go to post it, we will advertise accordingly to attract a diverse pool of candidates. Mm -hmm. And this is is across the board for any positions that I'm working on or or that are assigned to our um, other recruiter within ITS. Sure. As a recruiter, I I do proactively reach out to affiliate groups within the university and on LinkedIn to, again, kind of ensure that we attract a more diverse pool of candidates. Our goal is to have a pool of candidates that is at least as diverse as the population availability, which we then bring into our interview process. And of course, this isn't always possible to to achieve this, but um, we do always try our best. So if we have a referral pool, for instance, that does not meet our affirmative action goals, we will repost the job openings with, with more targeted advertising. We don't necessarily slow down the interv- like the, the, the interview process, process or uh-huh. the recruitment process if we have qualified candidates, um, but we will still try to attract a more diverse pool of candidates. Awesome. We also have, our all ITS employees who sit on interview panels are also required to complete implicit bias trainings. Uh-huh. We've done a number of things to really promote EDI and our efforts are definitely ongoing and we're committed to making further progress, but we're, we're pretty proud of, of how far we've come and we'll continue to work to ensure that our, our recruitment processes are inclusive and, and equitable
1: definitely so yeah so building off of that what are some other things that we can do to better bring talent into IT services
2: yeah so i think that that's an interesting question so as part of the like of the larger university of california system we do have certain limitations on mm-hmm. like salaries and benefits however we have i mean as we kind of spoke about we have found success in offering fully remote positions within the united states mm-hmm. um would you know where possible some other things i think that we can do is um we can increase our visibility and really strengthen our employer brand by having hiring managers promote job postings uh especially on linkedin yeah um, but i think our biggest area for improvement is probably our lengthy recruitment process. We lose a lot of candidates to other companies because we're not able to make offers quickly enough. So um, again, although some aspects of this are beyond our control, uh, we can still take some steps to expedite this process. So for instance, I think starting with the application, we can really streamline the questionnaire by having fewer questions um, and saving some of those questions for the interview. Some candidates are getting discouraged um, when faced with like really lengthy questionnaires and they kind of abandon the the application process. Um, We can also limit the screening committee to one or two people. Sometimes I see not so much on my recruitments, but on more the other recruitments within ITS. Sometimes we'll have many people on the screening committee and there's really no need for that. One or two people at most is more than enough. And then having an interview committee that is between three and five available members. Ideally we should be able to schedule interviews within a week of receiving the referral pool and do everything that's within our power to move things along as quickly as possible because again, we're just we're losing a lot of candidates to to other organizations, other companies just because they're they're able to get offers out um, a lot faster than we are. So just doing our best to streamline, I think is the is the goal.
1: Yeah, got it. Yeah. so I mean I, I can touch upon the posting on LinkedIn. Uh, that was how I found the opening for the position that I am currently filling as communication specialist. I wasn't even looking on uh, the UC websites, uh, career sites uh, at that particular point, but scrolling around LinkedIn, it came up and I just, in the back of my head, I was like, wouldn't that be hilarious if this (laughs) position was in, in ITS again? And lo and behold, it was. And that was the way that I came across that posting, which I otherwise wouldn't have found. So, I am a direct uh, success story of, of that methodology, so. Oh, that's I, great. great, I didn't idea. Think I Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that you'd bring that up either, but it was very effective and I think it kind of broadens the, the search parameters, you know, the people who would be looking, you know, who may not have even considered working for a UC, when those things come up, you know, in the midst of your other search results, you know, it just provides that extra spark of inspiration to go search for other positions open within the UC system. So that was definitely working and on the right track.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) LinkedIn is definitely the most and has been for many years. It's definitely the most powerful recruitment tool that's out there. Uh, Most active job seekers, especially within IT. Yeah. Yeah utilize LinkedIn when, when they're looking for, for jobs, or even, even if they're not even actively looking, they use it as a kind of professional social media platform. Exactly. So people are always on it and they're that that's typically where they, they find their jobs. So it's very powerful. And I think if we're able to get more of our hiring managers to promote their jobs on LinkedIn, we'll just get an increased amount of visibility to Uh, to positions. Yeah.
1: I don't doubt it. So we've discussed the the challenges and ways that we can improve. uh Maybe we should have started with this from the beginning. But let's talk about some successes that that we've had in the past year. Obviously, besides the success of of hiring me back again. Yes, that was <laughs> our biggest. What one.
2: other successes do we have? That was our biggest one. <laughs> Yeah, so I think we we already talked about, uh, you know, how remote work has, you know, been kind of a forced experiment during the pandemic and just that in and of itself in the last year, a couple of years, has really been a big success for us because it's allowed us to attract and retain talent just a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. In the last year, I wrote down some numbers here for the 2022 reporting period, we filled a total of 64 positions. Wow. um, Including, which was 43 career, 12 contract positions. Um, We saved over $400,000 in what would have been agency fees um, due uh, thanks to executive recruitment. 34 of our recruitments resulted in ITS hiring and promoting an internal UCSD staff member and 26 of those staff members were actually within ITS. So pretty cool. And we've also made some pretty significant progress in promoting diversity and inclusion within Mm -hmm. our teams. So notably, we have brought in female leadership into our IT security team uh, which previously had very few if any um women mm-hmm. in that in that department so that was pretty cool so not only were we able to bring in women into our security team um but into into leadership roles which has been which has been pretty cool that's awesome
1: great well Thank you so much for enlightening us on, you know, some of the ins and outs of of recruiting and and specifically, you know, recruiting for ITS. Now let's get on to some fun stuff and and get to know you personally a little bit better. <laughs> so, you know, this is pretty open-ended. Do you have any favorite hobbies you'd like to tell us about or a recent trip you've gone on or plans for the upcoming year? I mean, the floor is yours.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. So I, I mean, outside of work, I'm pretty busy taking care of my v- very delightful and but energetic i have a two-year-old son Alex. Okay. Uh-huh. so that's kind of my uh other job yeah <laughs> yeah takes up a hundred percent of my time i mean on the weekends my family we were pretty typical we like to go to the parks museums around san diego we go to the zoo a lot mm-hmm. um during the summer we love to go to the beach I I grew up surfing and my husband surfs, so I do plan on picking it up again once the weather gets a little warmer. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's been way too cold for that recently and way too rainy, but maybe in a few months. Um, We don't really have any big trips planned right now, but Mm -hmm. we'll probably go somewhere this summer. We just haven't decided where yet.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's awesome. I didn't know you surfed. I I love surfing as well. And uh, well, I grew up
2: surfing. I wouldn't say that I've got it. okay yeah
1: (laughs) hey but that's a leg up on most people who have only ever dreamed about you know not only like living by the beach and the ocean but imagine trying surfing so yeah pretty cool privilege even if you it's not your most favorite thing to grown up being able to do it and to pass that on that's super fun well sophia Thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure having you on the podcast.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, definitely. We'll have you back again and uh, we'll let you go and uh, have a great rest of your day. All right.
2: Thanks, Todd. You too. Okay. Thank you.
0: I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT Services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.